Gloria Perez is a community gun violence prevention advocate. This mother of four boys has been spreading love and bringing awareness to the senselessness of city gun violence. After having two sons being affected on April 30th, 2017, one losing his life to gun violence and the other being the surviving witness of his brother's assassination. She has taken this mission beyond personal. Gloria supports her community by reaching the youth and families left to grieve their losses. Sending the clear message that we don't retaliate, we reconcile, she's the CEO and founder of a galvanizing movement called JUMP, J-U-M-P, Jesus, use me please. As Gloria continues to motivate spreading love to the streets of South Bend, Indiana, she partnered with several organizations taking a stand fighting against gun violence. Her partnership includes Mom Demand Action and Bullets for Life. Gloria's profound work consists of partnering with community leaders, public school systems, and community service centers. She has bridged the gap with local law enforcement, coining the name Mama Gloria. Her message reaches far beyond her local community. It reaches our nation and hopes to end gun violence. Gloria's mission is first, reaching the youth in the inner city. By giving the essential needs such as love, respect, understanding, and intervention resources. We know Logan could just say, put the guns down. We must dig up the source by the root, which has been the mentality of needing a firearm and using one to cause harm. Gloria states, until we demonstrate respect in life, how do we expect them to? It starts with loving and standing up for our children. Being a survivor keeps growing. She refuses to allow her grief to get the best of her. Gloria's mission continues with the heartfelt message, a mother loves never dies. Let's welcome her. She's our Bullet for Life Indiana Chief Ambassador. Hello, Lori. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. What's going on with you? You look so pretty. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is a Thank God is Friday day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad to have you on the show. And I'm so glad to talk about this great initiative that we're both a part of. Can you go ahead and share your grief journey with us? Oh, wow. That is like a real journey. So my grief journey is definitely a roller coaster. I don't know if people are experienced with a roller coaster ride, but you know, some people get on there and they got their hands up and they're screaming out of joy and some people are just crying their eyes out the whole ride, and some people are laughing. So I, I put myself on that roller coaster. You know, I have good and bad days. Unfortunately, I had to bury a son um, two years ago, um, April 30th, 2017, for gun violence. So that roller coaster, uh, it's like a never-ending stop. It won't stop uh, rolling on me. Yeah. Um, but then I do have a joyful moment on the roller coaster because that same day I had a son who was shot as well with his brother, but he survived. So, you know, 
there goes that emotion of, you know, up one minute and down the next, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so sorry to hear about your loss, but I'm so grateful to know that you did have a son that survived. And how was that whole night or day or whenever it happened for you? How did you discover this um, tragedy and, and, and what was going on? I call it a call that I'm glad I didn't miss for it being a call that I received at 4 a.m. in the morning. So, you know, most people don't hear that phone ring or might turn over on that phone ring, but some got me up and I answered the phone. Okay. That's when my son called me for help, you know. Wow. And just being a bereaved mother, not knowing, um, tell us about the story because they, my, my grief audience wants to know you're saying at the same time you lost a son same night right this is that's correct same night um the shooting happened with the survivor you lost a son so same night so kind of take us through that night for you for us well you know i was i went to sleep and um my kids were uh home as well but mm -hmm. i my son that i that passed he actually has had a family you know so the girlfriend, the 18-month-old baby, you know, so I guess he got up on daddy duties. So he got up and made a ride to his girlfriend's home and discovered an unknown vehicle there. Um, so at this time, he was just trying to see, you know, is everything okay? He made phone calls, no answer. Knocked at the doors, you know, front back, no answer. So uh, him going to check on them became a real concern uh, at that moment. Uh, he actually allowed his uh, brother, who was just a year uh, behind him, to ride with him. So they both, you know, he's in the car waiting while his brother is trying to attempt to get someone to answer the door. So, um, you know, kids are pretty impatient. So his, his knocking went from kicking, like kicking the door, you know. So when he kicked the door at one point, I guess that the jar opened and he was able to go in the home only to discover that, you know, he was a part of a love triangle. That's what I call it. Wow. And, um, yeah, so I think that's when things got a little heated. Um, I was aware of his love triangle because he was very um, open about his relationship with me. So, you know, I try to school him on that puppy love. You know, our first love is, it's a real love, but it's not genuinely going to be your only love right so with the baby involved i kind of just told him to learn how to be a friend more than a boyfriend and learn how to co-parent because there's a child you know that you guys have to raise and so i think he understood that and he did very well but the day that he wanted to walk away knowing that you know this young lady can have whoever she wants because that's something i taught him too are you married to her uh, the young man that she was um, uh, keeping company was not having it. So he followed him and shot my son six times in the back. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh my gosh. So your other son witnessed this that was with him? The entire thing, yes. My goodness. I send so much love and gratitude and light to him just being a survivor. So how has he been dealing with that? Um, I see up and down moments. Uh, I really feel like the post-traumatic stress is real with him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I try to not force too much healing on him. I want him to heal on his own. Um, I pay attention to the healing, you know, uh, just in case I have to step in on it. Yeah. But uh, I think he's doing pretty well off because I am trying to lead off an example, you know. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's, um, that's a lot, but I do commend you for being and doing the work that you um, are so passionate about and helping other families that are, you know, having this issue that's going on in South Bend. And South Bend is just, ooh, every day, isn't it? Every day, all day long, two and three times a day. The weekend is even worse. Um, yeah. But before, I guess we get kind of all into the statistics about that, um, how have you been out from since that happened, to, since that occurred to you? Um, when it happened, of course I was hurt. I was terrifyingly hurt. I mean, I even got the news in a, as I say, it was not passionate enough. It was not sympathy enough from, no, the homicide unit. You know, they could have told me about my son in a more conductive way. I was held in a squad car for three hours, not knowing, just trying to get the other one who survived patched up, you know, make sure he's okay. Yeah. Um, and to do that, I was confined in a squad car the whole time he was being treated. And then, you know, it's a murder. Um, at the time, I didn't know it was a murder. Um, so they do a lot of investigation. So straight from the hospital, we went straight to the Metro Homicide for an interview, you know, to be questioned for our statements. And so another two, three hours went by. And um, then I see my son after he's been interviewed, um, just looking blue in the face. I'm like, what happened, you know? And then they were just like, oh, we told him that Anthony passed away. And I'm like, well, my Anthony, you know? Yeah. And so, so just like disturbed. Like I've been here for five to six hours with you, you know, from a squad car to your facility. And not once did you guys, you know, try to hydrate me before you gave me this news or just forewarn me. I was feeling more like a suspect at that moment than a victim, you know? And so I had to get myself together real quick because that could have, you know, yeah, that could have been some real lemonade right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Gosh, Lori, that's that's just a hard pill to swallow. I mean, you know, losing our boys is just—it's been disheartening, and just trying to get to understand the meaning behind it. But now we. Can you kind of see through now why you've gone through a lot of things that you've gone through and even um, having the opportunity to have your own personalized grief journey and looking back at what happened during that time and now that you're out helping other families, can you kind of see a bigger picture now? I definitely see a bigger picture considering I'm sorry to say this, but this is not my first roller coaster. I also lost a nine-year-old in 2004. Immune deficiencies. So that right there, you know, I was, what, 25, going on 26, and I, young mom. Yeah. So what I did know, this second journey of my grief or tragic would be not to fall short the way I did the first time around. I definitely wanted to see God more than to run from him, because I knew that I wouldn't have made it without him, you know? Wow. 
now that we've stepped into talking about God and, and, and religion and how did you how did you do well with your first loss of your child and in, in, in God? Let's let's talk real about that. I didn't do well at all. I blamed God and I turned away from God. And I did a lot of uh Dominic acts, you know, as far as substance abuse, you know, I did a lot of that to cope the pain. Yeah. And that that didn't make the pain go away. That just kept you in a down place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I trust me. I, I, I understand. Um, I think because I was suffering at the time with, um, I didn't have three losses. Um, I, I didn't have child loss, but I had lost my father and my sister in a matter of eight years too, before my son passed. And yeah, that coping is definitely something because you just don't initially know that this is that you should start preparing and healing grief. You just don't, you know, that's not like it doesn't just jump out of the drop from the sky and say, okay, this is what you need to do. You have to kind of find your way through. And and I know because I was also a sufferer of chronic pain, I'm sure a lot of the medications that I was taking, I was that was also helping me subside the losses that I was occurring as well, you know, um, because I'm, I'm sure my pain was exasperated just because of the, the grief and, you know, anxiety and, you know, just trying to cope with those things. So, um, I commend you from whatever point that you were at coming back and, and being able to, to now help families and do the work. So how did you become a part of Bullets for Life? Um, I came a part of Bullets for Life. Um, after my son, um, you know, I said after we made his garden, because you know, he had, he passed over, you know, April 30th, but May 5th, we, you know, prepared his garden. That's what I call that. Mm -hmm. And I just, um, and I don't call them death certificates. I call them heaven certificates. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I was already preparing myself to carry a light heart. And I didn't, I didn't realize it until now, you know, when you reflect on it. Um, and I said, wow, carrying a light heart is like super dope. I'm telling you, you don't have room for anything but love when you carry a light heart. Yeah. And so with love, things come easily. And I instantly fell in love with Bullets for Life because that was my first time ever trying social media. Um, I had started a jump, uh, a movement called Jump, which means just use me, please. It's really jumping for Jesus, but it's called like, just use me, please, Jesus. And I'm on this social media and I'm strolling. And then the, I'm serious, like my first follower was Bullets for Life. And, and I'm looking and I'm, you know, I'm not learning much about, you know, the Instagram, but she amazed me and I wanted to know more about her um I never did Facebook so I never had Facebook either this is my first social media Instagram and I just DM'd her and I just told her I said wow you have a heart of gold and um I just wanted to tell her that like I think what you're doing is awesome I felt like she was motivating me to want to do something you know similar as far as giving and being um you know open-hearted like that yeah passionate mm -hmm. for other people hurting yeah. And the bond. I mean, she kept in tabs with me and she says, um, I'm looking at your page and she says, did you lose someone? And I told her my story and she says, I'm coming for you. I say, you're coming for me. <laughs> and then she says, where are you? Um, are you in um, Florida? I'm like, no, I'm in Indiana. So I've been in Indiana. She says, well, I'm not coming for you, but I'm sending something to you. And she asked me what's my color you know and at that time I was like you know feeling blue so I'm like I want something soft blue something that's gonna 
relax me and she did just that i mean she sent me this awesome bracelet right here <laughs> oh so beautiful yes and um so we call this the jump for jesus and she's been helping me right there so i started escalating on this instagram but i kept in tabs with her yeah. and then i you know of course i'm gonna brag about something that I, you know gift you know I yeah prizes, prizes gifts so I started talking about it and people wanted to know more about it. And I just started repping Bullets for Life. Like, like I knew her personally, you know, I was claiming her before she claimed me. <laughs> and, and people were like wanting these bracelets and I knew of so many survivors. And I'm like, how do I do this? You know? And I just start secretly buying little bracelets here and gifting it to them. And then she's like, you're doing that? No. I'll, I'm going to send you more and I mean it just the gift for her just keeps giving yeah and then all that um I'm saying bullets for life but her name is Susan Kennedy and she yeah. is the founder of bullets for life and she she didn't experience a loss of her own you know but this losing a life period and these kids that's losing their life that hurts her you know she feels that and um I think that's genuine because there's a lot of people who doesn't know that pain who never experienced it but I can I'm comfortable with her saying I don't know how you feel I wouldn't imagine that I'm comfortable with her saying that not too many people can get away with that but I feel her genuinity and I see what she's out here doing so yes absolutely yeah. yes Susan is absolutely <laughs> amazing she like you said has a heart of gold and just just so giving that's um I think that's yeah all of our story with her and um so how often are you able to collect materials off the street um in south bend um to have for the accessory line that we have okay so since my journey has been like um a roughly eight mo 18 months mm -hmm. i'm claiming two years you know time goes by fast yeah I just been, because I do tributes on my page, um, the Jumping for Jesus page for, you know, the people we lose in our community. Yeah. So I do a tribute when their anniversary come around of, um, you know, their Passovers. And so I started saying, in honor of this person, donate a bullet, save a life. And yeah. um, I was just throwing it out there. I didn't, I wanted to see if I can collect a bullet. And, um, when my son's anniversary came around, someone came and gave me six bullets. That was my first time collecting Aww, bullets. Okay. They gave me bullets for the six bullets he actually took in his back. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I was just like, it's on. You yeah. know, that motive right there. And I'm like, I'm gonna get 20 bullets and I'm gonna mail it to Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, I don't think you can do that. And I'm like, I can't, you know, <laughs> with them, you know, but I just kept collecting them. And then at the end of the year, um, I think we had we had 68 people who were injured and affected by wow. um, a bullet. So yeah. I asked, it, I said, in honor of our our survivors, I'm asking for 68 bullets, you know, to basically celebrate that life that didn't get taken. Yeah. And he started coming in, and I was like, this is unreal, you know? Yeah. And I just first they thought I was kind of crazy like what you gonna do with these bullets I'm like I'm gonna repurpose them to something beautiful you know right and, I'm, and here I am I never done it just yet but I'm claiming things into existence and um, right it really works you know um 
And so now I like, I call them supporters or donors. I don't show their faces because I want them to know that it's not about who you are, it's what you just done. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the bullet right there speaks for itself that someone out there really value the fact that a life is worth more than a bullet. Yeah. So I, if I ever even did anything with these bullets, it's the fact that I'm getting them off the streets. So right. That right there, yeah. go ahead. That's, that's our mission right there, getting them off the street. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, how have you helped families with your initiative? I know also that, and talk about your Reeves and, and just talk about how much you've been in the community um, and helping families. Um, I was always taught from a very young age to treat those the way I want to be treated. And as you heard earlier, I wasn't treated very nice, especially at a time that I needed probably a hug. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I made a vow to myself that not another person, because I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, would go through what I went through without someone being there for them, someone letting them know that they're loved and, and just ready to hold them at any given moment. And so it started with me barging into the Metro Homicide right here in South Bend. Uh, we had, a, they called it a double shooting. That was my first time I came out in the streets with it. Um, and so we had two fatalities and we had four that was um, severely injured. Mm -hmm. And so at that moment where those people were going, I'm like, they're gonna take them to the hospital. They're gonna hurry up and patch them up, take them down to Metro and just interrogate them. Yeah. So I ran to the grocery store. I bought some bananas and I bought some donuts and some orange juice. And I took it up to Metro Homicide. They looked at me like, what are you doing here? I said, um, I know there's some families in there. They got woke up at 6 a.m. Some of them haven't used the bathroom. Some of them haven't eaten. I think you need to nutrition them before you get to start, you know, interrogating them. And he looked at me and I was like, and there's some left here and here for you all. I know you guys had a rough night. And he just opened his arms up. He said, come here. I don't understand what kind of person you are. He calls me a different kind of creature. Um, but he told me that was the most nicest thing no one ever done that. And I told him, I will do this every if you allow me to. Yeah. I feel like you can go in there without being fed and being loved on before they feel like they're being jumped on. You know, I know they have to do their investigations, but let's love them first before we start getting, you know, yeah. getting talked. Wow, Lori. Gosh, that's so I love banana. Oh. Oh, that... banana the phone, you know. So yeah. Oh gosh, that that is so touching. That is like really amazing. And I guess we all have to be affected in our own way to even think to do that for someone else. You know what I'm saying? To even yes. because when everyone people are shocked in denial of what is happening. You're not even thinking of what to do or what do I need. Um, you don't even know what you need at the time because you know I remember um, when we first learned that Taiki had passed. Everybody kept asking me, "Well, what do you need?" I have no idea. I don't know. I don't. I, I really. You know, you're not hungry. You know, you're not. You just. You know. But it was great that people just started taking the initiative and doing things for me. So that is so amazing that you know that already. What they need because of your own experience so I just I mean God is just good to to even have that to be on your heart to want to do for others that's that's simply amazing um how has bullet for life changed your life 
It changed my life a whole lot. Um, it made me think about things in a different way because I'm not against the Second Amendment. Let's not get that, you know, uh, mistaken. A lot of people feel like, oh, they're trying to take our bullets, they're trying to take our guns. No, I believe in the Second Amendment, but I believe that there's some gun laws that need to be changed as well. But Bullets for Life showed me that, you know, we may not can't get these guns off the streets and the guns itself can't do nothing without that ammo. So I love that idea. And that right there, it just, it just makes me feel good just to know that they won't do nothing with this one, you know? And, and I, you know, the fact that you can take a life out of a bullet instead of a bullet taking a life from you, what is not to like about Bullets for Life? Absolutely. 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 <laughs> So do you have any um, statistic information or that's happening in your city or that's happened in the last year? Yes, um, we've been doing, we've been dealing with a lot. Um, we had, well, I experienced my first, you know, um, woman, a young lady being shot uh, last year. And I just couldn't put my fingers around. I mean, it's, it's been happening, but since I've been in this movement or been aware of, you know, Mm-hmm. They say people really don't understand it until it knocks outside his door. Well, it knocked at my door, and now I'm trying to knock at other people's doors before it knocks at theirs. But that young lady got shot, and the kids came to me, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like, I was, like, feeling very impaired. And so I said, I need to do something with these kids because they were sending me pictures. This is what she looks like. Oh, please come talk to her mom this and that and I'm like okay let's talk and um, I didn't know how to approach the parent because you know um, if this is their first time around I'm think I'm speaking from personal experience they might be very angry you know and they're not ready to open up or accept love so I'm like I have to be careful with who I'm approaching so that young lady started she's the reason why I started making wreaths and that's kind of like an open door to get to the parent to hug that parent to really love that parent let that parent know like look heart to heart you know mother to mother or parent to parent I'm here with you I know that pain you cannot do this alone let me at least be your ear and so when I made that first reef um that's when it started I'm like I can open conversations with these parents by presenting them a a memorial reef for you know of their child and it's because of these kids. They, I don't, it's not a, I don't get a picture. It's not a picture I haven't received. And you'd be amazed how many kids know these, um, you know, the other kids that's being shot. Um, so I was like, they send me the picture. I'm there at the vigil. And so I'm trying to see something that you can see. Can you see that? So I make these yeah. wreaths. And that's one right here. This is a young boy. He was just 13 years old. And then I think about him too. I don't put pictures on all of them because this was the doctor. We had a doctor out here that got shot. And I didn't want his wife to get in her moment. So I gave her a butterfly. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, you do that. So, yeah, with the, the six, I told you earlier, 68 people were injured. But um, last year it was 98 to 100 that uh total shootings wow so got affected by a bullet we had 15 fatalities so i just um you know i have to think about all that stuff you know 
and numbers are just rising in South Bend. You know, we're we're a very small little city here. You know, I'm normally from Gary, Indiana. I mean, I'm used to sleeping under my bed and eating on my table in Gary, Indiana. I'd never thought I would have to uh, consider things like that here in South Bend. Wow. But yeah, we're right. And then we're just in 2019. We are looking at 39 people who have been affected by a bullet. Eight people have died. And I know of two known suicides right now. Um, and so it's just with the 50 shootings, you know. Yeah. Halfway in, I'm, you know, this is a good time to collect mm-hmm. bullets. You know, yeah. This is not just collecting bullets. It's bringing awareness about you know, the lives that's been affected from gun violence in our community and with the families, because it just don't affect the family. It oh, affects yeah. the community. Yes, absolutely. I thank you for saying that. Is there um, any um, anti-gun violence um, legislation in your state um, where your initiative is making a difference? Has something new come about? Or do you know of any information that, you know, your local government is is trying to help with the initiative tell us about that number one indiana did not have a hate crime and as as of now i don't think it's concrete just yet and that is so sad that we don't have a hate crime and there's so much hate going on mm-hmm. so we do have our you know our local chapters like mom demand action in every town that is getting on our legislators and trying to enforce that if we can't get nothing else let's get a hate crime everyone else has it you know and it can reconcile and help get some of these people off the streets that's actually um, getting away with um, these murders and shootings. I yeah. Mean, um, yeah. I didn't win. My my son's murderer was acquainted, acquitted. Wow. I'm sorry. And um, that, you think that I would be just pulling my hair out, but I just didn't understand. You know, um, they only gave it three options. They said it's either murder um, attempted murder or recklessness and no one seemed fit for any nor three but it was all three and um, you know instead of me beating myself up and being mad at the world I just have to tell the world that and maybe there's something that we can do about that and I think the number one thing would be to add a hate crime here in Indiana yeah oh I'm so sorry Lori um, but I know that your your fight is uh, continuing to make sure other families don't have to go through what you had to experience. Yes. Um, what's um, <clears throat> do you know what's next in the political arena there? I know that. So I'm sure it's probably trying to get the hate crime there. Is that a lot of talks about that on on, um, on the agendas there? They have brought it to an attention. It's it's at a minimum right now. It's more for like you know the gender and the um, religious part. Okay. But I think it. The overall, in general, just hate crime. If it was intentional, yeah, it was some, it was some bias. You know, they. I think they just need to regulate it just a little bit more. Yeah, and be more reform gun laws. That's just throughout the world. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Big old army missiles. I don't even know what they call rifles, AKs, yeah. whatever they are. What do we need those for here? You know, yeah. that's not protection. That's like something that you are waiting for war with. You yeah. know. Yeah. And that's the confusion with me with the um, with gun control laws. And, and also, if we go back to the law, to the act back in 1968, it talks about the military. Well, the military is the military. So um, and having the right to bear arms with 
the militant it's it's what it is what the the constitution reads and it um as as also as far as certain groups um and individuals but originally it was for milita and for um slave owners to also keep slaves um enslaved so that was the original you know why the original act was created but we are long we have long since you know been dealing with That's that it. and we're, you know we've, we're past that point it's a whole different generation it's a whole different you know it's i think some of our constitution should be updated to the times now you know um yeah it's it's pretty sad that we're still having this conversation and it, there's not much going on um to help us with common sense gun violence um, um co common sense gun law excuse me um but I really, I, I'm really in this fight and prayer with you that we can have some of those things to change. Um, what are some of the programs you provide through Bullets for Life for Indiana? Um, well, although it has the programs are not like exactly in progress, it is happening this fall. Um, okay. I have, I've been reaching out to the, uh, the schools. I've been doing a lot of just pop-ups and just showing my face and getting them, you know, loving on them and making them eager to learn more about us so when we do start it will definitely be pop-up shops but just us coming there with full armor you know the mirror of life the the accessories um the bullets you know and just showing them the making of it and then we'll do a pop and heal you know i want to do pop and heal with people who are survivors or are going through a loss you know i think that that would be a, a significant therapy for them and then all also, I can't wait to do the no, um, I'm gonna call it, I think they call it no bully zone, but I'm gonna call it no bullet zone. And um, that's when I'll get the kids together and I'll let them create their own bracelet, you know, and we'll name it and we'll try to get, uh, you know, it out there on the market as well. Yeah, and you do a lot with the kids. So what is the round table discussion or just you being in the room and you coming in with Bullets for Life? What is that discussion like? What do you hear from the kids? I, when I come there, I want to hear from them. I want I want to talk to them. I want them to talk to me. I don't want to talk to them. Yeah, what, so what are they saying? And I look at them and I'm like, so, um, you know, you knew so-and-so. He went to the school. Can anybody collaborate? Can anybody tell me about them? And that right there, they're talking the whole time. Yeah. And I just want to listen, reflect off that pain. I want to hear, you know, what, what goes on through their hearts because they are the ones that get left out. You know, it's always poor mama and poor mama, but what about the friends and the siblings, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Because we know, you and I both know siblings do struggle from yes, the loss of that, yeah. I think once we know a family member and they're in that school, I think we should reach out to them in a unity so they'll know that, you know, this is not, you're not alone in this. So yeah. They, they're a lot they've been rapping they've been coming up with stuff they do pamphlets for me and flyers for our marches and stuff so anything i do i know i can do it but i i give it to them because i want them i want their hands in it yeah they're and just that's important to be involved right come out because they know they're like i did that flyer i did that pamphlet i'm like you rocked you know what i mean and so they'll be looking at me how did you get all these kids it's all in the love yeah i just love them you know yeah i just Gosh, you're amazing. You are so, so amazing. So how does uh, the donation, how does donation help for Bullets for Life? Oh, donations can go a long way in a good way. But most importantly, donate a bullet. Yeah. You know, that one bullet. 
right and save a life that one bullet changing lives you know and that's one less bullet that uh someone could be affected by so when it comes to donations i can't push it enough to say donate 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 a bullet to save a life but then you know we also need um helpings with you know the accessories of after we get these bullets how are we going to make these bracelets you know yeah. so there's things like that and people want you at their vendings you know they want you to set up a vending table it might be some fees for that you know yeah and be able to go out into our other chapters and support our other uh, Bullet for Life family. You know, we want to be able to be able to be flexible enough to be there for that, you know, physical support. Absolutely. And and, and as well as your your reefs and everything, um, all of that type stuff too. It, it, it you know, you're, I'm, I'm sure like all of our other um, chief ambassadors, a lot of this comes out of our pocket, you know, what we're doing. And we want to continue in our efforts, but we definitely want to support and we're definitely looking for um, um, grants and um, other fundings that can help with you know, the Bullet for Life initiative as a whole. Um, so all of those things that you said, bullets and um, monetary um, donations is very welcomed. Um, we'll make sure we tag all of your information so people will know how to contact you for supporting you there in Indiana. Um, how helpful has the media and the press have been um, with moving your initiative in Indiana there? I am, you guys, if you Google me, you will see how the media is just showing love to me. <laughs> I can't go to work without it being something going on and they just pop up at my job. Three minutes, three minutes. I just want you to say so. And I'm like, people are tired of seeing me on the news. But you know, I, I started to just embrace it, you know, and the kids be like, you know, they call me Mama Bird. Um, Mama uh -huh. Bird, we see you in the news. I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'm just letting them know. I'm like, this fight is a forever fight. You know, it's, I take it personal and it's not about my son anymore. It's about all of us right here. You know, yes. I'm, I'm for my community. I'm letting them know that if they hurt, I'm hurting all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, such a strong sister. Explain <laughs> your volunteer program and how others can help. Um, the volunteer program, um, I have a lot of people who want to volunteer because, you know, I've been mumming the word about Bullets for Life and now I can say Bullets for Life Indiana, you know, thank yeah. you. So I have a lot of people who are ready, but my biggest volunteer right now is my sheriff department. And I'm just going to work with him right now and see exactly where this is going to take us. Okay. Okay. But if that, and like I said, we'll tag your information just in case if they want, um, just to get, you know, so you can build a list. Yeah, because we could, um, I can always take volunteers canvassing the city to get our flyers out. To let okay, them know absolutely. It's mm -hmm. here in our city, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta get, you gotta go door to door. You just can't expect it to just to get word of mouth. Right. People are initiative, knocking on that door, having a personal conversation. That right there is building a, a community unity right there. Absolutely. Oh, you are amazing. Okay, so what's next for Bullets for Life in, in Indiana there? What's what's next? What a, What's on your mind as far as how to spread more of the awareness or just something that you're working on? Um, billboards and <laughs> commercials. <laughs> I want a bullet drive here in my city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My own station. I don't care if it's just like one of those um, portables. Yeah. You can just slide it on in. I like, I'm... Big or go home. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
but definitely I would love to see a billboard and just the whole Bullet for Life family on there and they'll know that you know we're just not talking about this in Indiana. It's been talked around all the world, all around the globe. Have you heard? And I want it on the billboard. Billboard, yes. Right, right, absolutely. So, um, what is your? Do you have a favorite quote or something that you would like to leave us with to to share? Um, something that's you know really heartfelt to you, so that you can share with our Grief Nation listeners. Yes. Um, I wear this bracelet right here and it's it has luke 623 on there and on the other side it has jump for jesus so luke 623 says rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is in your reward in heaven for that is how their ancestors treated their prophets and so a lot of people are like what does that mean so what it means to me is i couldn't let my boy shooting you know cause me pain or harm i had to find some good in it and so I began to rejoice to God, thanking him for at that moment, I didn't have to weep for my sons are not murderers. So that right wow. there, that makes me rejoice. Yes, I lost a son through gun violence. Yeah. Yes, I have a son, but you know what? Not one of them had a gun or pulled a trigger or tried to kill anyone. So that right there is my biggest victory. Yeah. And, and keep my head up high because, you know, that is the first commandment. Thou shall not kill. And wow. so I rejoice. Yeah. Oh, wow, Lori. That's a, that's a, I, I love that you've left us with that. And to hear from you about how you feel about that. I'm, I, I love, I always ask my, my um, guests to, to leave us with something. And that's so heartfelt and very, you know, I, I felt that in my heart when you were explaining and and saying, you know, what it mean, mean, means to you. And, oh, sister, I just commend you for all that you've gone through and, and, and your fight in this. Um, before I let you go, I want you to share um, your social media platforms. Let us know how we can contact you and how we can help and support. Yes, yeah, so you can find me at Bullets, Bullets for Life. Indiana that's on Instagram so it's bullets underscore for underscore life underscore Indiana underscore I love the underscores right or you can tell me at bullets for life Indiana at gmail.com so everything is bullets for life you want to donate cash at me bullets for life Indiana okay absolutely and you're also at jump for Jesus as I'm on Instagram as Jumping for Jesus as jumping, well. Okay, Jumping for Jesus. Yes, because I know sometimes uh, I want to make sure that we we know all of your outlets because some things get posted some places. So I just want to make sure they know anywhere they need to reach you. You know, sometimes Jumping for Jesus, um, people see that and they'll definitely, you know, <laughs> they want to know what's that about, you know, as well as, you know, Bullets for Life. But um, we want to be, be able to reach everyone, as many people as we can on how many of our outlets that we have. So before I let you go, what has your attention where you're serving in your community that you would like to see change or you would like to bring further awareness to? It's just too many kids are dying. I mean, um, a lot of young ladies, you know, we're having a lot of domestic disputes that shouldn't end in violence, you know. Um, and I just, 
think about all that and my main focus right now is to try to reach out to the youth and understand that hurt that they're going through. I mean, hurt people hurt people. And yeah. if we avoid or if, we're, if we shy off that or try to say we're afraid of them, then we're, we're going to continue to have hurt people. So I'm just trying to set up an example that um, I'm not retaliating, I'm reconciling and they can join me with it. You know, that's another thing that means join us making progress. So I just don't want these kids to keep killing each other. And I don't want us to keep having a gap in that generation. Yeah. Um, and them leaving their babies behind or not even leaving the legacy behind, you know? Yeah. It's all about that we are trying to force to be these leaders that they are. Wow. Thank you so much. You just gave me chills. Thank you so much, Lori, for coming on Grief Talk and giving your story, telling us your mission and talking to us more about Bullets for Life. Um, we're, we definitely, had, well, Susan Kennedy definitely had something when she first, when God gave her that um, in her heart. Um, like you said, just I commend her for not being personally affected, but just having the heart to want to do this for so many people that are grieving and that are going through what you and I have experienced in our own right, individual, you know, our, 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 our situations were very different, but still the same, we lost. Um, but we fight a fight, a new fight every day, just trying to help others. And I just so thank you for being the woman of God, who you are and um, helping us. You, you just, what you've shared with me today just taught me so much about how to humble myself even more to help others. Um, not that I wasn't already doing it, but you, you've shed so much light into where else I could be, you know, at the precinct, at the hospital, at the, you know what I'm saying? It's just with so much that we all care. And I know, I know we're all here to do our own thing. Like mine is grief. You're still, yours is still grief, but it's, we all are reaching them in our own manner, but it's still so much to do. So I know that you have a team in, in Indiana and I have a team in Atlanta. I need to be able to have my foot soldiers still doing it. That's, you know, working that same venue or event or hospital or police department just so that people know that we're here to support them and yes. i thank you so much for ha for, for coming on the show and and having the the opportunity to just give so much of yourself to us today uh thank you and i thank the grief nation as well for listening oh. Well, there you have it, Grief Nation listeners, and shouts out to Loria Perez for coming on to Grief Top. It's the Miami Night Show. I truly appreciate her honesty, giving herself, telling her moments that survive story about her sons, um, and being just very intimate with us about the things that she's gone through. And I also want to give a... Uh, update to what she's doing now. She's currently the Director of Community Relations with For Bullets for Life. She's done everything in this previous interview that she said that she wanted to do. From popping heels, from building more partner relationships, from starting her own bulletproof accessory line in Indiana. I'm so proud of her, her and her movement. And now she has a newly chief ambassador over Indiana to support her and all her needs. And I'm just so grateful that we had the opportunity to share her story this is, this is what it's all about, you guys. We continue to do the work and fighting against gun violence, and we support those that are also going through the loss of tragedies. Thank you so much. I'm Miami Knight. Love and light. <laughs>